1: In the year of our Lord, 2023, this is our one of two. And the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country through so on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. We use the supreme law of the land, the constitution. We use the checks and balances our founders gave us. Brilliant, by the way. What are the solutions we have at our fingertips. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration as we turn to God Almighty for solutions. Welcome to the broadcast. Hope you're all absolutely doing fantastic. Pray you had a delightful God family country style weekend. And uh, we talked uh, on Saturday with James Edwards and Chris Carlson. Uh, And we talked about Tyree Nichols, this guy, 29-year-old father, they say, and FedEx worker, was pulled over on January 7th for what police said was, quote, reckless driving. After trying to flee on foot, they say, Nichols was severely beaten by the cops. He died in a hospital three days later. There are so many questions about the real narrative on this story, it's not even funny. Yeah, they say five black police officers fired, charged with murder over the Nichols case. They're having a hard time making this a racial discussion, but they're trying now. They say Nichols can be heard screaming for his mother, for his mom. Now, I don't. Again, I'm I'm starting not to buy this though. This 29-year-old dad himself is screaming for mommy. When he's getting beat up. I just don't know how many grown men would be screaming for their mommy, per se. Um, anyway, um, very strange, though. After the beating, he went to the hospital. He lived for three days. Could they have saved his life? Well, I don't know. It turns out there was a couple of medics with the cops that literally did nothing to help this guy while he was getting beaten, even after. That's the concern. The Nichols family now calling on the attorneys or the Department of Justice. The family attorneys, I should say, calling on the Department of Justice, saying, listen, we got to get rid of these saturation patrols. They describe these saturation patrols as big teams of police or cops patrolling neighborhoods in the name of, quote, decreasing violent crime. But instead, they foster a, quote, wolf pack mindset. Lawyers say the five officers who beat Nichols, they say, were part of such a, quote, unit. Now, they say they've disbanded this unit. But I look at this, and the question becomes, was this gang-related? It might be. Tucker Carlson goes and says this. This is another attempt by leaders of our country to inflame racial hatred in the U.S. This is a highly aggressive propaganda campaign. That's what Tucker Carlson says about it. And I have to agree, something is amok. Something is wrong with this whole story and narrative, three days the guy lives, but he dies that couldn't save his life. Uh, medics there don't even help. The cops just beat the tar out of him. It can't be racial. If they're all black. Blacks can't be racist. Remember the critical race theory doctrine? We know that's a lie, but nevertheless, there you go. Uh, is our cops just out of control? Were these guys just bad apples? Or were they put up to this by somebody else somewhere? Was it gang-related? Was it government-affiliated? Was it designed to ratchet up more hatred for the cops? I don't know, but I find this interesting. Right when this story broke and went viral, why did they release the video Friday night, right when it gets dark? Why? That's weird. Wouldn't you release it during the day so maybe calm heads can mellow everybody out a little bit before nightfall and the riots happen? There wasn't too many riots, but they did shut down traffic. You have a right to peacefully assemble. You don't have a right to shut down traffic from one main artery affecting multiple states. See, something's wrong here. Now, this guy's basically lauded a hero, uh, just like that Michael Brown guy of yesteryear, just like you know some of these other guys, right? Why are these people being made heroes when they're criminals? Now, I don't know if this kid had a record or not. I don't know if he was driving recklessly or not. And no matter what he was doing, the beating isn't justified. I agree with all that. But at the same time, there's weird anomalies with this story. How did it escalate to that degree? Uh, They say, well, it started out by the cops just pulled him over and surrounded his car. How many cops usually surround your car when you get pulled over, folks? Something's wrong. Well, there was only two cops at first, and then, you know, they got him out of the car, and when they yanked him out of the car, he started fighting the cops. Who does that? Who yanks somebody out of the car? See, was there some preconceived notion this guy was a bad guy, you had to treat him roughly? Or was it just because he was existing while black? Well, so were the cops. They were existing while black. See, it doesn't make sense. And then they say, well, they had to call for backup. The guy was combative, and then he took off, ran from the cops. Again, why would you run from the cops? I'm telling you right now, fighting with the cops, running from the cops will do you no good. Especially as far as I understand, this guy's like six three or 4 or something, 140 pounds. I mean, the guy's a tall, lanky guy, but my gosh, he's tiny. You think he can fight with the cops? Is he really thinking he can? See, it doesn't make sense. Then this blows up to be a, quote, national and even international story. Why? I think it's massive distraction ladies and gentlemen we talked the final hour on saturday with the empire's new clothes and we talked about finances the dollar's collapsing they're moving to a digital currency they're moving to a global currency this time it won't be a single currency it'll be a basket of currencies the dollar's melting down and and having a problem but look ladies and gentlemen let me ask you this question right at the end of this summary who advocates for and promotes more solutions for Solutions and Peace and Liberty Roundtable Live. Answer, nobody. We've got to turn to God. we got to turn to family. we got to turn to country. we got to use the gospel of Jesus Christ, the two great commandments and the 10 commandments, the so 12 commandments. we got to use the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. Those are the answers for America, ladies and gentlemen. The answers are in the family. They're not political. Anyway, we talked about a lot of great stuff on Saturday. The show's available at Lovingliberty.net. Spread the word, share the love. Dr. Scott Bradley's with me.
2: Welcome to the broadcast, sir. Well, good morning again here. Um, I was telling the Bordop people, I'll bet it's colder here than it is there. Um, it's minus 13 Fahrenheit here, which is um, a lot colder than Antarctica. There's a station in Antarctica that I track sometimes. It's minus 5 there. We have got a winter wonderland i guess you could call it i mean right now the skies are mostly clear but holy cow we got like 21 inches of new snow yesterday and um and it's going to stay a while at temperatures like this so it makes you wonder if they're tampering with the weather it's such a strange
1: deal why is it in Antarctica warmer than here and stuff like that you wonder if there's weather tampering going on by the governments who use war as a weather as a weapon in war
2: right it's uh, i think everything's been weaponized i I think that the efforts to uh, throw things into a tailspin, of course, the scriptures foresaw this. Of course, it's God that's running the scriptures, right? That there would be uh, some strange things happening, anomalies in the last days. And I think we're fast approaching some of the events that were prophesied, well, all through mortality. I mean, Isaiah and Jeremiah's statements, for example, And I just, uh, I find it amazing you know second thessalonians it talks about strong delusions that would come upon the people i'd say whoa, ho ho what <laughs> that's a that should be a very apparent thing with the delusional thoughts that are uh, that seem to be engulfing our whole country and uh, i heard on the news on the lead up to this that uh, they're deciding i guess they've decided now who's going to be in the super bowl don't know who it is for sure they know but i'm not tracking that but but the fact is bread and circuses. Come on, you continue, don't know this doctor? Oh uh, well. Uh You got to focus on, on the things that matter. Yeah, they they said it on the news. I I know, but the bread and circuses mm-hmm. thing <laughs> it, it seems to devour our lives, you know.
1: Yeah. It's crazy. So ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about a little bit about weather warfare. Think about that. Weather warfare. Uh quote weaponized weather.
2: That's really what we're talking about here, right? Well, and it can be drought stuff, too. I mean, uh, here in Utah, our home state, uh, you know, they're bemoaning the fact that the Great Salt Lake seems to be diminishing. It is diminishing, I think. And it has been. I remember in 1983, they spent many, many, many millions of dollars building some pumping stations out in the old West Desert there. Well, it's still the West Desert <clears throat> Why but would they we were do that?
1: There. Hey, now they're saying global warming is going to dry up the lake in a couple of years. You won't even need to
2: worry about it. It won't even exist. Well, that's the thing is <laughs> they never pumped a drop of water after spending many millions of taxpayer dollars to put a pumping station out in the West Desert. And now they're talking about, you know, I mean, there's all sorts of weird and bizarre things. But they're talking about putting a big pipeline in from the Pacific Ocean to pump some Seawater, but I think I think the bottom line on this isn't to save the sand fleas that are out there, and uh, so on. I, I mean, I, they try to make a big whoop-de-do about this as part of our heritage and all this kind of stuff. I mean, the, the really the previous lake that was here was called Bonneville, and I'd be underwater if Bonneville was st- still here. It was an inland sea basically, but but at any rate. Uh, Lithium batteries have become a big thing, and there's lithium out there, and apparently some company or companies have got uh, mineral rights to that, and it takes a horrendous amount of water to be able to process that, and um, and so uh, my belief is that these large corporations have gotten in bed with our uh, legislators. Who are going? And these these big companies are going to make a gob of money on taxpayer backs, if they can get enough water out there to start mining. Yes, they are. Hang tight. We'll talk about it more
1: in seconds. Dr. Scott Bradley, FreedomRisingSun.com on your radio.
2: This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit.
3: Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8.44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a the lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast. And that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9:6. That verse is not for the present day church, rather it is for the end time church, the body of the line of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries.
1: Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman, Dr. Scott Bradley on your radio. There's a Brigham Young University study that kind of kicked off this idea that the Salt Lake uh, will be gone in five years if we don't make changes, Dr. Bradley. Do you want to respond to this uh, new study they got going on here?
2: Well, I'm I'm not aware of the study, but I'll tell you uh, some very disturbing things that are currently on tap in the... uh Utah legislature, which is probably related to this study. And studies are studies. I mean, studies are usually, uh, you know, somebody writes a program, puts it on a computer, and we we make that the gospel. And uh, that's where most of these global warming things have come from anyway, the old hockey stick thing where the, the temperatures go through the ceiling and everything melts and we're all going to die. And it's like Al Gore said at the... Uh, World Economic Forum, we're going to have boiling oceans and blah, 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 blah. But anyway, I, so I don't know this particular study. My guess All right, is. Here's the details of the study. Here's what they say.
1: <laughs> if the water wasn't being diverted out of the lake, it wouldn't be so dire. Okay. The natural level of the lake, if we weren't diverting so much water, would be almost 20 feet above where we are today, this professor told KSL News Radio. Now, here's what I don't understand. The natural level of the lake. What
2: does a natural level mean? Uh, the whole state used to be underwater. Right? Well, like I said, that was Lake Bonneville. And it was an inland sea. And, and for the last several millennium, millennia, whatever you want to call it. it so if we want to years. talk about what is the natural <laughs> level of water, most of the places we live were underwater at one
1: point. So I don't know what natural level means. Uh, but then when we say we divert water from the lake, He says a lot of health risks would be reduced if we could get the lake back to its, quote, natural level. There'd be a lot of benefits if we'd do that, reducing the dust sources. Every foot of water that goes back into the lake will make for a healthier environment. I don't even know what that means, doctor. They say conservation is the only way the lake can be saved. What if the lake's not meant to be saved? I mean, if we were living during the dinosaur era, would say we can't let the dinosaurs day off? Look, I don't, I don't understand how we determine the parameters
2: by which we measure progress. Well, again, this is a computer model. I mean, the more I hear about it from you just now, and I've only heard briefly about it, this is what is being touted at the Utah legislature right now. And we have some bills before the legislature that would allow the governor to declare a water emergency. And they would prioritize water and basically he'd be able to drink water, fight fires, and occasionally wash your clothes. I mean I I know I'm just overstating this a little bit, but the fact of the matter is the governor could declare a water emergency and take control of all the water in the state and then and that could be for 6 months and then the legislature could grab the water control for another year. I'm telling you water is the elixir of life and without it we all going to die. And here's what's happening we're putting in the hands of bureaucrats this idea that, that are using, I mean, think if Al Gore was in charge of things. Can you imagine what kind of draconian things would be put in place? And who's to say that kind of draconian attitude? Utah is, is considered to be a red state. And again, I always say the red stands for communist in so many ways. And we could talk about uh, the land holdings of government in Utah and so on and so forth. But the fact of the matter is, I really do believe the undertone for all of this is put for some very well-moneyed individual, maybe groups of companies. I don't know. China has been buying these mineral rights all over the world. It could be a Chinese-based country. Who know? I mean, company. Who knows? But the fact of the matter is, they're buying up these sources of this extremely valuable. Uh, you know, it's it's something that they're. Uh, they're trying to take control because everything—I mean—in your cell phone, in your Tesla car, whatever they're doing on these electric vehicle kind of things—they're using this product, and it's become kind of the the you know liquid gold. Only it's not liquid gold, but it's in—it takes a lot of water to derive it, and I personally believe. That the whole basis of what's going on in Utah right now, and and again, I don't know the source of this BYU study. It may have been bought and paid. It's BYU throughout. is the
1: source, just so you know.
2: Well, I I heard, yeah, BYU, but that doesn't mean that it wasn't a uh, a grant granted by some oh, organization or yeah. a company. I mean, you want to know who's really behind it by following the money or the attention that the caused money. it to
1: spawn in the first place. Yeah.
2: I, I told you when I was. Uh, <laughs> I was a department head and director at a major university here in Utah that shall remain unnamed for despicable reasons. But the point of the matter is, I sat with, or stood with, I had a meeting one time with a a, a research scientist at the university. He asked to meet me in a blind alley. No windows, I noticed when I went in the alley, I told him I'd meet him. No windows, no doors uh, into the alley. It was a complete, uh, it was a dead zone, if you will, so people couldn't listen. And he told me about some of the research that he had been granted money to to do. There were foregone conclusions out of them. He had, in his mind, was unassailable evidence that the things that that, uh, were at stake were the exact opposite of the truth. And and he said that if he came public, I asked him, I says, would you go public with this? He says, no, I can't. He says, I would be a pariah. I would be cut off from all future grants. My family would lose their, their uh, you know, source of income. Uh, everybody would starve. I'd have to go find a new profession. I mean, these people that that uh, you follow the money, you bought and paid for. Well, I could tell you several examples of I've had with individuals. The, they, one individual had a... Uh, was an expert testimony in the uh, in a uh, uh, court case, and he was supposedly the greatest expert we had in the state on this particular subject matter. And he told me in a private conversation that he could not testify to what the state wanted him to, because there was no evidence of what they were asking him for. There was no scientifically justifiable evidence. And I says to him, "What are you going to do?" And he says, "I don't know." I saw him a short time later after he'd gone and testified. I said, what did you do? He says, I gave the state what they wanted. So he perjured himself on the, on the stand in order to give the state what they had bought and paid for him to bring, and they hung somebody out to dry with it. And Now the big question kind of is, stuff, what
1: can politicians do? What can the Utah legislative body do in 2023 to save the lake is the big deal. Now listen up. Last year, the state legislature had a flurry of bills and allocated a quote $40 million trust in hopes of shrinking or saving the shrinking Great Salt Lake. U.S. Congress also set aside millions in two separate bills to study drawing saline lakes, is what they're called, I guess, in the West with the backing of Senator Mitt Romney and most of the Utah representatives in the House. Meanwhile, Governor Spencer Cox has asked lawmakers to invest an additional $132.9 million. That was in his December Senate budget proposal. Um, They say, hey, money's flowing to the lake, and people are hoping water will do the same. Okay, this is crazy. They say it's already in the middle of ecological collapse, and... um, They talk to lobbyists, environmental advocates, and all kinds of people about this and stuff like that. They
2: say, hey, what what can we do? What can we do about it? Experts are bought and paid for. Uh, You know, if their lips are moving, they're lying. That's basic. I'm sorry to be so cynical, but I have been in the center of some of these things for 50-plus years and have found that um, you can buy anything in this world with money. And it it really is a truism of what is going on, and uh, and they obfuscate uh, what their real purposes are. They talk about, uh, oh my golly, <laughs> we got this ecological disaster going on, and really it's for some some company, corporation, country I don't know who it is, that wants to do mining. I think it's kind of like the uh, uh, the point of the mountain at south end of Salt Lake Valley. They they had a prison there that was the infrastructure the whole everything was there a very 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 expensive plan was come up with to move the prison and reclaim the land and there's now people making a bazillion dollars at the land uh, site and uh, they're going to build a 2030 united nations agenda a smart city if you will i don't know if it'll be a whole city but it'll be a smart uh, community with all of the you know the 15-minute little walking things and everything that fit exactly what the uh, United Nations 2030 wants, and, and people that are doing the development are becoming exceptionally exceptionally wealthy. and, and so the Utah legislature facilitated that by deciding at uh, the right pressure points to relocate the Utah prison. Stuff like this happens all the time, and it's so disgusting that they I got a only a question. I'm okay, kind of stupid.
1: What? I need you. I need your help on a few questions that I got related no, to this, not, doctor. Uh, I'm, I'm not, not very mature. smart. I'm just kind of like a redneck, and I can't figure it out. They were wanting to drain Lake Powell, right? I've heard that rumor for a lot of. So reasons. they want to get rid it's of that ecological. lake. Of course, it was a man-made one, but they want to preserve this lake. What's this one? A natural one? Well, it's a lot smaller than it naturally was back in the day, but how come we want to drain certain lakes and fill other lakes, and we think we know what's best, right? But do we?
0: Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Lance Prime. The hammer continues to drop following the death of Tyree Nichols. Memphis police has disbanded its Scorpion unit that the five former officers charged with murder and the death of Nichols were part of. The department says it was clear it would be in the best interest of all to permanently deactivate the unit. With growing calls for police reform, three Tennessee lawmakers are preparing to introduce legislation meant to address implicit bias training, mental health evaluations, and enforce more selective hiring processes. It would also limit officers from transferring to new jurisdictions after facing termination for wrongdoing. I'm Jeremy Scott. A lawmaker with the House Armed Services Committee is warning the U.S. military is not ready for a war with China. Some predictions say as early as 2025. Democrat Representative Adam Smith from Washington on Fox News Sunday.
3: This is a huge problem. Uh, We don't have the industrial base, and we don't have the ability to ramp up that industrial base. The reason that they don't have the ability to make as many weapons as we now need is because they don't want to make that major investment without what they refer to as a demand signal. We need to increase that ability to surge when we need it.
0: The 2023 election cycle is already upon us. In Mississippi, the filing deadline to appear on the ballot in the August 8 statewide primaries is Wednesday. The Magnolia State is one of four states, along with Louisiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, holding regularly scheduled state legislative elections this year. All 52 seats in the Mississippi State Senate and all 122 seats in the Mississippi State House are up for election this year. The 150-year-old Baltimore and Potomac Tunnel, which connects Philadelphia and Washington, D.C., is suffering from age. The tunnel is slated to be replaced with help from the $1 trillion infrastructure legislation. The president plans to visit on Monday and talk about the massive investment with your tax dollars. This is USA News.
1: i don't know how to define a natural state ladies and gentlemen but as far as i understand i'm going back to this thing called the bible i'm just a little redneck you know and in the bible as far as i understand um there wasn't a separation of the water and the dry land before so if you only go to the natural state it's all underwater. <laughs> let's just talk to you natural state people okay now you want to basically make lakes then you want to get rid of the lakes you make then you want to basically preserve natural lakes that seem to be by I don't know, God ordinance or by reality uh, disappearing and you say you got to preserve them and somehow we can't let anything go bygone, although the dinosaurs did and I don't know if we were around to stop it or not there, you see, and it's just very, very strange. I don't understand all that, how we just think we know best, but 99% of the time, the things we do cause the trouble in the first place, doctor. You know, uh,
2: just... I just looked during the little break here, we had uh, our governor issues a proclamation, this is less than three months ago, closing the Great Salt Lake Basin to new water right appropriations. So what that means, I guess, is that's going to affect uh, whether you can, you know, use your irrigation water. I've got irrigation water off my little plot of ground. Uh, It it talks about, now. they say, well... You maybe already own that, but we're going to have to start metering it. We're going to tell you when you can use it, and so on and so forth. I can't tell you how many garden times in the summer I've been shut down by proclamation. You know, they say, well, yeah, but we've got to take care of the water. Well, the fact is I'm trying to feed my family, you know. But but the thing that we always talk about, Sam, and we've really emphasized this for the last three years, because the um, intervention, uh, you know, this all these mandates, all of these things about uh, gene therapy injections that have turned out to be clot shots and death shots and everything else like that, all of this side, the destructive side effects of it, uh, we talked, I mean, this, uh, I, I distinctly remember conversations we had on the air starting three years ago that really heavily emphasized the system we're in. God created a system. I mean, the universe is a oh, system. Oh, wait
1: a minute. You're already jumping to my next question.
2: Okay, well, the fact <laughs> of the matter is good work. our bodies are a system. But go Amen. ahead, I'll be a good straight man. No, so here's the deal. Here's my question.
1: I know they want to put $130-plus plus million to this and money to that and money to study everything under the sun, but I got this idea, this redneck, crazy, biblical-based, founding father-esque idea, and it points to exactly what you brought up, doctor, because you're spot on. Here it is. What if we tried turning to God and repenting about
2: this water problem? What if? I mean, you know, that's is so amazing to me. We think there's no connection to the approbations of heaven to what we're doing to everything on this planet. I mean, you look at the insanity again, three years of what the how destructive it has been for the God given rights of mankind are our magnificent god established constitution the issues of individual agency to choose their path the taking away of agency the destroying of lives and and property i mean the what we've done to everything businesses have been shut down educations have been messed up fertility rates are going down the tubes uh, the idea that i mean neuromuscular and and the autoimmune and and heart problems and stroke, I mean, oh man, we can go on and on and on about this thing, but this has all been done by the intervention of man, and <clears throat> we we trust in the arm of flesh so much that we forget our our creator and and we we know better, we're smarter um you know i i, I at one point many years ago, I considered writing my doctoral dissertation on something I think was totally, completely documentable and unequivocally could be proven. And and, and the basic idea was that uh, the communist philosophy, economic philosophy, did not work. It was a failure formula. And, and I think all the five-year plans of Stalin and his uh, subsequent cohorts in this thing prove that intervention of man in all these things has been a total disaster. Now, I was dissuaded from it by... Uh, what, the guys that would have been my my uh, committee uh, because they said, oh, no, no, you can't write something that broad. You might want to write something about the five-year plan on, on beet growing in, in the Soviet Union or some stupid, inane thing like that. But the point of the matter is there's evidence out there that everything man touch touches usually withers, particularly if the hand of government is involved. And if we just got ourselves aligned with the God of heaven, and, and the formula's pretty well that, outlined. That is the, the way to stay safe and prosper, sir. Well, it is. I mean, and and the thing is, I think that uh, he's a, a just God, but he's also merciful. I mean, you remember when, you know, the big fish story about the, you know Jonah being swallowed and, and spit up and having to go to Nineveh, he didn't want to go to Nineveh. They were very, very, very wicked. They did bad things to people that came and told him, that they were had a come up ands coming but the people repented the people repented and and god you know says yeah okay all right we we'll, yeah we'll keep dealing with them and and i keep thinking you know we never almost never you bring it up sometimes but most people almost never give consideration i mean every single stinking thing that's going on right now we have fracture lines along everything and we talk about how you know this this stuff, this uh, police br- brutality and everything like that, they, you talk about race things, you talk about religious things, you talk about socioeconomic things, you talk about whose team is best, for crying out loud, and and we always come back to the fact that it is Marxist in its origins, it's a conflict-based kind of scenario, and, and this idea of, you know, you talk about the two commandments, loving God and your fellow man, and then all, you know, the other ten, What's wrong with that? Why don't we try some of that? Let's get out of each other's faces and each other's business and, and let's pe- let people choose a path to become prosperous. That's what that's what the whole Constitution thinks about, you know, the, the welfare clause, you know, the general welfare thing that had to do with good government. Look it up in the Noah Webster dictionary. It's predictable. It's it's stable. It's where you can know that you're not going to be invaded from a foreign power. You're not going to have domestic violence. You're not going to have economic upheaval. You could start a family. You could start a business. You could go about things because there was just good government there. And when we are destroying it, I mean, at every single turn. And, and um, they've got to dink around with everything. Holy cow all the millions of dollars that are going to pass things, whether it's from the feds or from the state. And they take that out of taxpayer pockets. They take it out of a family has a budget. They need to buy food and clothing and and shelter. They need to have transportation. They need to be able to have the, you know, the fundamentals of life. And the government has decided they're going to reallocate our resources. And it's like, are you kidding me? The Government doesn't earn anything. They don't create anything. They take everything, and it redistributes everything. And it's, there's a very limited basis of where they should be. That limited basis was well-defined constitutionally. We do these things, and that's it. We don't do these things. I mean, and you don't have to, you know, affirmatively state that you don't do these things because you can only do the things that were stated. Read the Tenth Amendment. Uh, this this thing that we've got going now, where we 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 think that some bureaucrat somewhere is going to be able to spend our money better than we can, and and people just oh, but it's because people say, well, yeah, but I got what I wanted over here, and, and somebody else says I got what I want, so I'm going to let this happen. We got to stop doing that. It's wrong, just plain wrong. I don't know, Sam. Am I enough well, of You're climate? right about that. No, you're spot
1: on, and that's exactly what I wanted to get to. <laughs> you, were ju- you just uh, were so, uh, look, bright minds think alike is the only thing I can say. Why is Dr. Bradley, <laughs> before I even ask my question, coming to the solution? Because he cares, because he studies, and because he knows. So my next question is, if redneck Sam Bushman can ask that question, and Dr. Bradley can beat him to the punch, why can't these clowns get it?
2: you know, again, I always come back to the we the people thing, and I'm sorry to have to have everybody point the fingers at themselves uh, because we have become so completely distracted by the bread and circuses. We have allowed our education, so-called education system, the public education system. I've got a chapter in my book about education and, and uh, liberty uh, where we talk about the old way of educating didn't teach you what to think, but how to think, you know, and and the wisdom that was found in in so many sources, and we could spend hours literally on that because it's, we've diverged from that, and and we use the humanist manifestos, uh, which really are religious documents. They are a faith-based belief system that has no divine deity and, and we use that as our, our lesson plan for public education, you know, critical race theory, these gender bender kind of things, all these kind of things that divert us from things of real value, and God's left out of the formula. We just go up with the wisdom of man, computer, comp- some kind of computer model. So hey, like let's go ahead and take skip, skip the break, break, shall we? Yeah, we're
1: just going to skip that, Dr. Bradley, because I'm telling you right now, while everybody's worried about Super Bowl 57... 57, It'll we played it at State long? Farm Stadium, baby. In well, Glendale, home of the play. Arizona Cardinals. There you go. Okay, It'll well, be on the 12th. Cool. It'll be on the 12th of February, 6.30 p.m. ET. That dude kicks off. And here's another question then. So maybe we should decide that we're going to play the Super Bowl on Monday. Not on Sunday. Uh, because we really need water.
2: <laughs> you know, oh, Sam, see Steve? how crazy oh, redneck...
1: With them, just backwards, psychotic, biblical-based, God-ordained solutions that I'm coming up with. See, but I'm doing this single-handedly, Doctor. Now I know you're on the same page, but <clears throat> where are these clowns? What well, if I'm wrong know, and it doesn't work? So we miss Sunday and we play on Monday, <laughs> or we move yeah. it to Saturday or something? What if I'm right, though, Doctor?
2: Well, I think you are right, and and well, I think well what if God's the... right and I happen to agree? I shouldn't take any credit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I understood, but the fact of the matter is, go to the end of the book of Second Chronicles in the Old Testament. I mean, go read a part of that. I mean, Second Chronicles is cliff notes about what was happening in the world. Okay, um, uh, this is an abbreviated review of things, and and you get to the end of the Second Chronicles, and you go, wait, wait. Now, why was why was Judah captured by the Babylonians for seventy years, and the whole bottom line of it was that the land needed to catch up on its sabbaths Uh, see this thing about sabbaths was important to god you know he created and he you know the seventh day rested and this stuff about the commandments he gave uh, mankind the sabbath was created for man not man for the sabbath but the fact of the matter is it's a balancing thing that happens and if you read in Oh, I don't know. Leviticus 25, you, you, the stuff on the Liberty Bell—that came from Le- Leviticus 25—and these sabbaths of sabbaths, you know, these jubilee years, these ideas—and—and and, uh, there's a a great—I uh, write about this a little bit in my book. There's not much in there, but you can go read the dissertation. Uh, Doctor Timothy Dwight talked about uh, what did it take to preserve the nation, you know, to keep the land of liberty what it was designed to be. And, and he has a lot of great ideas in small print because he gave great, you know, reviews and very extensively thought out. And it comes down to it, uh, we can do that by honoring the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Uh, and this is something that is totally out of the psyche of America right now. I mean, I know people that are that profess uh, depth and breadth of religion that live, breathe, and seek the Super Bowl, uh, whatever. Uh, i I'm interesting. It's interesting to me that you brought it up as the 12th of February. I had no idea. But but that doesn't mean I'm any better than anybody. What it means you is you don't I even know who's playing, though, do you, Doctor? Well, well you don't yeah. Well, they said it on. Stuff. I can think back on this. I. They had it on the news at the top of the hour, I think. But, uh, I, holy cow. Who the heck cares? I mean, a lot of people do. A lot of people do. And a lot of advertisers spend bazillions of dollars getting a 30-second spot on there, and everybody tries to outdo everybody else. And and all of the social, I don't know, the, I don't know, it's if virtue signaling. I don't know what everybody does in these things. But it, you, it, it'll be a very, very interesting distraction from what really matters in life. Oh, and you of course, say, oh, you're no fun. You're no fun, and I say, well, maybe, but I think a lot of things that I really enjoy don't have to have a lot of hoopla with them, you know. <laughs> so, well, so here's some things you need to know about the Super Bowl,
1: Doctor, because we need to talk about important stuff. Okay, it's between whatever. the Buffalo Bills,
2: no, and it the is Kansas either. City Chiefs, is right? It? it is. No, really. Okay. Who, who who won? I don't know. Oh, wait a minute. There Was was that a recent ball game? I, you're, you're not going to get a good answer out of me. I'm just really not plugged <laughs> in. Forget it. Come on now. Who is it? We don't know? No, I don't you know. got to know the important things, man. Well, I'm sorry. I'm ignorant of many things in life, and this happens to be one of them. <laughs> All right. There you have it. Do you know uh, Cameron? Let's ask the producers. Does anybody know? Well, you know, hey, uh, let me just say something here real quickly. While everybody's buff, you know, kind of uh, being buffaloed by this. All right, I'll be—I'll be, come them. clean. It's the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. Okay. It's not and, the Buffalo Bills. Okay? And who else?
1: <clears throat> Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, that's
2: true. I—I I was teasing you before. My two—my my, two, that is my, true. F- my two favorite teams, right? But but here's here's the deal. We just seem to be. You know, every single thing, i I just give you an example. The other day somebody sent me a Tucker Carlson thing, you know, that I needed to look at. And he was wailing about the power that Pfizer, and that there was this, this uh, Veritas recording that happened, you know, with this guy that was touting the fact that well, Pfizer's probably going to do some, I mean, you know, this guy was saying it's going to be gain-of-function stuff, you know, so we can get ahead of the curve and we can build some more bazillion-dollar products to sell. All right. It's the anyway. Rams against Buffalo. Is it? Okay. No. What? What? No, no it isn't. it's not. I'm okay.
1: <laughs> Listen, it's the Philadelphia Eagles against the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm telling you right now. Now, let, let me give you some things that matter here. Rihanna. Rihanna is the headliner at halftime. It's called the Apple Music Halftime Show. All right. Now, how much do you think tickets for this thing sold for? The worst tickets in the house, buddy. I have no idea. $4,000 to $35,000 is the ticket range.
2: Holy Hannah. We've got more dollars than cents Ooh, in this country. Baby. Oh, of course we do. We're printing dollars you
1: can't print. Common sense, doctor. You can't print turning back to God. That's something you got to remember. That's why the scriptures always tell us to remember God. And that's kind of why I highlight this. And I don't mean to mock a- about the sports. What I'm trying to get at is, folks, until we put first things first, we're in trouble. And it ain't going to get any better. And I'm not trying to be negative. I'm not trying to be a downer. I'm trying to be real. And I'm trying to give you solutions, okay? Until we decide that Super Bowl doesn't matter. Okay? $4,000 to $35,000 a ticket?
2: It's a pretty big stadium, isn't it? Okay, only the rich can go. It's a huge stadium. Yes, sir. It's massive. So and they say about 160,000 people or 100,000? Yeah. How big? How many?
1: I'd right. have to look. I don't know how big State Farm. Uh, uh, that, that's a commercial name anyway. I'm, I'm going to look it up. That, State it. Farm Stadium. Yeah, they're all commercial names. That's why it's the Apple Halftime Show. And everything is a fleece for cash. Right? All the way through this thing. Look, 30-second commercials for this baby. You know how much they went for? $7 million a
2: commercial. Wow. Pretty serious change. You can buy anything in this world for money, Sam. It's sadly factual, and that's kind of my point, though. Let's see.
1: 63,400 fans, they say, with outstanding, unobstructed views. Now, you can go up to 73000 for certain events, buddy, but you don't get the best seat. You get the nosebleeds if you do that there. But they got premium seating, exclusive environments. This is serious. Now, I bring this up, folks. I'm not saying the Super Bowl, Bowl shouldn't matter. If people like sports, that's fine, okay? I'm not really against, you know, people's, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, hobbies or pastimes or whatever. I get it. But look, if we're going to go ahead and spend a hundred plus million on one or a series of studies to decide how we're going to deal with this lake that's going dry. And we're going to go ahead and play football on Sunday regardless and just ignore God's commandments to keep the Sabbath day holy. It isn't meant to be a money game show. You'd have to throw the money changers out of the uh, State Farm Stadium in Glendale, Arizona, okay? Look, you've got to focus on things important enough. You say it's a great pastime. But when we violate the Sabbath, when we uh, spend our time and our efforts on this, we don't turn to God. Nobody's bringing up turning to God uh, about this problem with the water in the Rocky Mountain, in, in Rocky Mountains, or whatever, or this drying up lake or this. Except for you and I, doctor. Nobody that I know of, at least publicly, is bringing this up. But look, what if we were to keep the Sabbath day holy and we said, God, we're so sorry. And what if we were to quit sinning? We were to quit, you know, celebrating. These events on the Sabbath, we went back and started to honor our fathers and our mothers. Maybe that would help with the beating this poor guy took in uh, Tennessee. He was yelling for his mommy, but you know, did he re- respect his mommy's teachings? I don't know. But uh, you know, what if we were to turn to some of these kind of things? Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Love the Lord thy God with all thy might. Love thy neighbor as thyself. I just have a feeling that the great weatherman now these. You know, mere mortals can try to weaponize weather and play games with weather warfare and all this kind of stuff. But ultimately, God's in charge of the weather, folks. And if you want him to be kind to you regarding the weather, you know, like get rid of droughts and bring rain when you need it or stop too much rain so there's not flooding or whatever, or the farmers understood this back in the day. What did they do when the weather wasn't cooperating? As far as I understood, they hit their knees, And they prayed with all their souls. Then they got up and went to work, doctor. And this is the solution that I'm proposing to the problem they're facing. They want to throw millions and billions of dollars at it. I just want to tell everybody to do what the farmers did. Just do what the farmers did. That'll work. It works every time. If you repent and turn to God Almighty, he eventually will hear your cries. That's his promise to us, doctor.
2: Well, sometimes when we've been slow to hear, it just seems like, sometimes uh, he's slow to hear now i know he hears all prayers i mean i'm absolutely convinced of that every prayer offered but um but the response to that prayer may be a little bit delayed because we delay our turning to him you know you say well it's an innocent pastime well i'll give you an example of something a a woman i know uh, quite well i I must say that i haven't seen her for some years now but But she was very, very much involved in the pro-life movement in the state of Utah, and she went door-to-door trying to collect money to to help do uh, some lawsuits that were to be filed. The state of Utah never really stood with pro-life very well at all, but she was trying to uh, foster that, and she lived in Provo, Utah, which is where Brigham Young University is, and she had been going door-to-door. Getting five bucks from anybody was almost impossible. And she happened to go to a BYU football game. They got a big stadium there. They worship the football stadium down there. Yeah, that and, you know, holds close really to as many people, doesn't it? I have no idea. But I've never been in it. But the fact of the matter is, uh, I mean, I got never my been master's in, in degree. BYU Stadium. Nope, never have. I got wow. my master's degree at BYU. It shows you how much apathy I have in this whole thing. Uh, it's not empathy; it's apathy. But the fact of the matter is. Um, she happened to go to a a football game down there, and and at halftime, she went down to use the restroom. Okay, this is probably more detail than you need, but she got down there on the level where they have the concessions, and people were lined up 10, 15 deep to buy a a mug or a T-shirt or a, a sweatshirt or a pennant or some kind of drivel. That they were peddling as fast as they could throw it across the counter, and they were exchanging hundred-dollar bills. Here's a hundred bucks for these two things, or whatever it was. Everything's overpriced.
1: And yeah, hold sixty-five thousand
2: at Cougar Stadium, buddy. Just well, so you well, know. that's the thing. That's the thing. They worship at the stadium. I'm sorry to say, but the I mean this uh, hyperventilating that happens, and and it sounds like I'm maybe being way too judgmental, but. But this this is the woman's story. She told me after it happened that she literally got sick to her stomach and she ended up having to leave the game because she saw people parting with the things that they wouldn't part with to save a, a baby that might have been killed. And they were so anxiously engaged in buying a, a sweatshirt or something that said, Home of the Cougs or something. I don't know what it is. but um, But she was completely just... I mean, there were tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, of dollars being exchanged at halftime, so you could take a bit of trivia home with you to tape to your—I don't know—your wall in your bedroom, or maybe to wear at your next uh, shopping spree or whatever. And and it's—I—I it's, I just sound like a curmudgeon, maybe, but but the fact is, she felt—I mean, she had been going door to door for weeks to try and promote saving babies' lives, and um, there was no interest. There was no interest. And in the same community that she had been doing that in, this feeding frenzy for, uh, you know, trash and trinkets that were being sold, way way overpriced. So, uh, you know, it's one of those things. We put our You're right, where and our mouth I, I'm is. being
1: polite just to say, hey, if you want to go to a game here and there and put it in a proper perspective and have a little bit of entertainment in life, I agree that, you know what, taking a little break, having a little, a little entertainment, a little fun, uh, there's no harm in that. But what we have done is set it not the commandments of God and made our pursuits idols. And that, my fellow Americans, is the problem that Dr. Bradley's pointing out. It's one thing to have something in perspective and say, hey, I'm going to take my kids and we're going to go do race cars for fun. We haven't done something in a long time. We're going to go do something or go bowling or watch a football game or, you know, the entertainment's fine. But when does it become your golden calf? And that's really the point we're trying to highlight. Well, I say when when we can't save babies and we can't preserve water, but we can promote football on Sunday at 4000 to $35,000 a ticket. You know we're upside down. The answer, I'm going to ask it in a question. What if we tried turning to God and repenting? I submit to you that is the answer. I know you don't want to hear it, ladies and gentlemen, but I stand as John in the wilderness, if you will. <laughs> I'm going to tell the tale the best I know how, because my accounting before God Almighty at some point depends on it. This is the one and only Liberty Roundtable live for Dr. Scott Bradley and Sam Bush when we declare this nation shall endure LovingLiberty.net is my website Libertyroundtable.com to preserve the nation.com is one of Scott's also freedoms rising Sun.com God save the Republic.